0: I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney
1: Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome, Vicki. What do you have for us today? Hi, Patty. Well, today is World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. So I thought I'd give a little history and talk about the purpose of having such a day. The first World Elder Abuse Awareness Day, which we call WEED, was launched at the United Nations on June 15th in 2006 and patty this was an effort to unite communities around the world in raising awareness about elder abuse weed serves as a call to action for our communities to educate people about abuse neglect and the financial exploitation of seniors vicki how big a problem is elder abuse in the united states unfortunately it's a crime that is largely unrecognized and underreported but it's estimated that one out of every 10 seniors, age 60 and older, has been the victim of some sort of abuse and one out of five has been victimized by a financial scam, including the kinds of crimes that we talk about here on Scam Squad. What does the term elder abuse encompass, Vicky? It includes physical, emotional, financial, sexual abuse, and neglect. Now, who are the main perpetrators of this type of abuse? So, discounting the fraud perpetrated by internet and telemarketing scammers, it's estimated that 60% of elder abuse is perpetrated by family members and caregivers. Wow, that is a shocking statistic. It is, and it points to the sad fact that those people we should be able to trust the most are sometimes the ones we should trust the least. I guess that means we should take great care who we trust with our financial affairs as well. That's right, you should be very careful who you designate as your power of attorney if that situation should ever arise. Now, every situation is different, of course, but sometimes you might think about choosing someone who has no financial interest in any of your assets as the person to be your power of attorney.
0: Vicki, is there a typical victim?
1: A typical victim is often a woman living alone, widowed or divorced, 75 years of age or older, and usually isolated with few friends or community ties. And it can also be someone who needs to rely on others for care and a person who has some physical or mental impairment. And is there a typical perpetrator? Yes, and as I said before, 60% of the time it's a family member, often an adult son living at home, unemployed, and quite often this person has substance abuse issues. And of course, this person always needs money. Wow, I think I know the answer to this, but why is elder abuse so seldom reported? Several different reasons. The senior might be embarrassed. I mean, who wants to admit that they've raised a son who would abuse them? She also wants to protect her family member. She doesn't want that person arrested. She fears retaliation or she fears having no one to help her and she might end up in a home. Also, she might be isolated and have cognitive issues and not be able to report the abuse. That is very, very sad,
0: Vicky. I imagine with isolation a factor, seniors are particularly vulnerable now with the stay-at-home orders.
1: That's correct, and victimized seniors are now isolated with their abuser and with no one to help them. So the people that would normally be in and out of their life to keep an eye on things like neighbors, other family members, maybe healthcare workers, those folks are no longer around. So they are really at the mercy of their abuser. Again, that's very, very sad. I hope our listeners
0: can make a difference What should someone do if they suspect someone they know is being abused?
1: In one word, report. We have a sign in our office on abuse. If you see or hear something, say something. Or if you have a suspicion, report to Adult Protective Services, and you can do this anonymously. Report to the police. Report to the District Attorney's Office. Let somebody know if you have a suspicion. The police will go out there and do a welfare check, and they are happy to do that. Adult Protective Services can go out and initiate an investigation if they have suspicions.
0: Gosh, thank you so much, Vicki, for educating us on World Elder Abuse Awareness Day. Do you have any other new scams that you'd like to report?
1: Well, yes, I do, Patty. I need to share yet another coronavirus scam. I got a phone call from a friend of mine alerting me to this one. Apparently, there is a new phishing email warning recipients that they have been exposed to the coronavirus through personal contact with an unspecified, quote, friend, colleague, or family member, end quotes. And recipients are directed to download an attachment and proceed directly to the hospital for testing. Oh my goodness,
0: that's alarming. And we do know that there are now people hired as legitimate contact tracers who will track down anyone who has been exposed to someone who tests positive.
1: Exactly. And once again, the scammers have lost no time in using this new protocol to devise a scam.
0: What made her believe that the email was legitimate?
1: Well, a couple of things. The logo looked exactly like the logo of the local hospital, so it looks like that's where it was coming from. The message was simple and succinct, and when you clicked on the attachment, it led you to fill out a form so that when you arrived at the hospital, you supposedly could proceed directly to the testing site with all your information ready to go. And my friend who reported this to me said it was so professionally done, she might have fallen for it herself. My goodness. Back
0: to the good old days, I remember when you used to find all sorts of errors and things could actually be identified as phony, but that's not the case anymore. It's big business, and I'm assuming the application asked for all kinds of personal information. That's
1: right, Patty, enough information that the crook could steal the victim's identity. So the form asked for things like the victim's Medicare number and also indicated that Medicare would take care of the cost of the testing.
0: I'm guessing that the email did
1: not give out any
0: information about who this infected person might be.
1: That's correct, and I'm sure if you get this email and ask for the identity of the infected person, you'll be told that this information is confidential and can't be revealed, which of course is true.
0: So that makes it seem all the more real. This is one of those scams designed to
1: scare you into acting quickly before you have time to think. That's what the scammers count on. And by clicking on the link, the victim allows the scammer to install malware on their computer to further mine whatever other personal information might be there, like bank records and credit card records. As you've mentioned before,
0: these scammers follow the headlines once they realize contact tracing was up and running,
1: they figured out a scam. That's right, Patty. And Patty, I think we should stop here. We've probably gone on long enough. And Vicky, I hope you have some good news for us today. Well, I do, Patty. Here's the good news. I got two bulletins from the Department of Justice about fraudsters who got caught submitting false loan applications to get COVID-19 loan relief. That is the Paycheck Protection Program so the doj the department of justice is making good on their promise to find and arrest these crooks in one case the crook was caught after applying for 20 million dollars in loans from the small business bureau and in another case the fraudster was indicted for receiving hundred and ninety thousand dollars for submitting false applications so happy to report our department of justice is on it well, that is very good news, Vicky, because
0: we really feel for the businesses that were damaged and are struggling, but we don't need to give the money to the crooks, that's for sure.
1: Absolutely.
0: Thank you so much, Vicki, for another great Scam Squad report. We all appreciate it. Could you give your phone number in case people are suspicious and feel they may be the victim of a scam?
1: Yes. It's area code 805-568-2442, and I'll repeat, 805 568 2442. And I welcome calls. Thank you so much, Vicki. Until next week. Thanks, Patty. Bye-bye.